Well, being Palm Sunday, we're going to uh, think a little bit about Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 21 and verses 1 to 11. So if you've got a Bible anywhere near, do grab it now as we hear these words of the triumphal entry. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives. There, Jesus sent two of the disciples on ahead with these instructions. Go to the village there ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied up with her colt beside her. Untie them and bring them to me, and if anyone says anything, tell him, the master needs them, and then he will let them go at once. This happened in order to make what the prophet had said come true. Tell the city of Zion, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did what Jesus had told them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt, threw their cloaks over them, and Jesus got on. A large crowd of people spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds walking in front of Jesus and those walking behind began to shout, Praise to David's son. God bless him who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was thrown into an uproar. Who is he? The people asked. This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The crowds answered. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but I quite like this part of the passion story. The plodding donkey, the cheering crowds, the carpet of palm branches, prophecies fulfilled, the coming king, the sense of triumph. It's a bit more uplifting, isn't it, than the whips and the mockery and the betrayal and death. But I don't want to focus so much on the story this morning as the motivation and our motivation. Maybe Jesus quite enjoyed the adulation of the crowds. I quite like it when people clap for 50. Yep, everyone. Or give me praise, doesn't happen very often by the way. It makes me feel good about myself. But Jesus, even as he rode towards the city with the crescendo of praise just ringing in his ears, he knew that the road ahead wasn't to be one of admiration but one of contempt. Not appreciation, but of cruelty. We know he knew that because if we read back a few verses to chapter 20 and verses 17 to 19, we read this. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the 12 aside and said to them, we're going up to Jerusalem and the son of man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. You see, Jesus knew full well what lay in store for him. The Father hadn't protected him from that knowledge. And yet he faced up, he chose a path of obedience, of sacrifice. Obedience even to death and death on a cross. And his motivation was one of love, love for you and love for me. 
The disciples themselves, they had ample warning of what was to come and by inference a potential danger to themselves. And yet they chose to follow, they journeyed with him. As we go through this Holy Week, we'll come face to face with the Messiah in his uh, obedience, in his humility, in his love, in his compassion, and ultimately in his sacrifice. And I'll encourage us to think about what that looks like for us to live sacrificial lives, how that's worked out in society around us. There's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, about the sacrifice being made by many of our key workers, and especially those working for the NHS. For our NHS workers, there's a sense in which they've had their Palm Sunday moment as we've stood on our doorsteps and applauded their efforts. Our support encouraged them massively. It's the equivalent of waving our palms. But it's not long, of course, before having heard the applause, they're back on their front lines, making sacrifices and putting their own health at risk on the front line. Theirs is an act of love and compassion and obedience and sacrifice. For some of us, the sacrifice is actually about doing nothing, where we'd love to be active, where we'd love to be out there and getting involved. But for the good of others, we're having to self-isolate. reminded every day aren't we to stay home to protect the NHS to save lives hopefully we've got the idea by now there's been a great deal of uh, love and compassion and sacrifice shown by those who've donated to the cap food bank and those who've given both food and also financial gifts and we've been able to distribute food parcels to around about 15 families in these first 10 or 12 days of lockdown I imagine the requests will just keep pouring in. Maybe you've uh, given of your time, your tithes, your talents in other ways. Maybe it's been about that extra phone call to a distant relative or friend. Maybe it's been about prioritising others' needs over your own in some shape or form. It will be different for each one of us. But these things we do as God's children, as part of his family, not seeking any reward. And Jesus certainly wasn't seeking reward for himself. Our small acts of sacrifice pale into insignificance compared to his ultimate sacrifice. But we share, of course, in the same ultimate promise. It came from that passage in Matthew chapter 20. On the third day, he will be raised to life. The resurrection hope which spurred Jesus on and points us to a brighter future. And so we live sacrificial lives in response to his ultimate sacrifice. And in doing so, we find hope. Hope beyond suffering, hope beyond coronavirus, and hope even beyond the grave. More of that, of course, next Sunday. Before Esther leads us in some worship, we're going to read the collect, special prayer that's been written for Palm Sunday. I'd love to be able to uh, give you one of these palms. There's rather a lot of them in the church office, but they'll have to wait till next year. But let's pray. 
almighty and everlasting God, who in your tender love towards the human race sent your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross, grant that we may follow the example of his patience and humility and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.